welcome to Too Real. This is episode four of season two. Yay! Thank you. That reminds me of Nicole Byer. I was trying to do it, but not as good as that. Well, welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us on yet another episode. Um, We are very sorry about the delay. Uh, Unfortunately, we are very busy, busy women. We try to put time together. Like, we've had this episode set up for a while now, but. Um, we couldn't coordinate days to get together like both of us have a bunch of stuff going on in our personal lives and um, thankfully nothing bad but um, getting together is important because we feel like our episodes um, they feel they feel they feel more lively don't you think yeah I think so too yeah like I think it's easier for us to be able to we kind of read off of each other's like expressions and stuff and, and then we're less likely to cut each other off because yes yeah and then not only that but I feel like it's always delayed so then I'm saying something and you're like hey and then you're like hey what and I'm like we have <laughs> yeah. stopped talking <laughs> yeah. yeah well not just you but me I do it to you too so um yeah thank you so much for joining us um on this episode today um just to give you a little preview to see you know to pique your interest um we're gonna be telling we're gonna be talking about um two actresses today and um giving you a little bit of insight on their careers and their personal lives and uh i think you'll be you'll have a lot to to think about once this episode is over so with that let's get started today in movie news um, as we all know, the Oscars were a couple of weeks ago now, and uh, we just wanted to touch. I know that we did a, a pre-Oscars episode, um, but we kind of wanted to touch on a few of the big wins for people of color, or just kind of celebrate that there was a lot of wins. Um, one of the fir- Marvel's first win was for costume design, and it was a woman of color, which I think was really important and uh pretty monumental it's for a black film it's i mean a black superhero so i mean that was a you know made up entirely of almost a black cast they won set design too didn't they you know what i think they did i yeah. don't remember yeah so i mean that, that was an awesome accomplishment so we wanted a and music you're right they were, <laughs> dang that was a lot of the dang black panther really took a lot of yeah wins. yeah so with that it's a round of applause <laughs> you can't see it but it's a round of applause so yeah and um what about you, Alicia? Do you got any movie news today? Um, no. I was just gonna say to go back to the Oscars. Um, there were a lot of women that won, which is nice because of women of color. Um, it seems like we just really killed it at the Oscars, so I I thought it was good. And then for it not having a host, um, I was kind of unsure on if it would be good or not. But it was actually one of my favorite. I think that it flowed really well. Um, and the people that they chose to present were all pretty cool. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought, um, and, and I, I was, well, I was skimming through Twitter, and everything I was reading was a more positive, uh, I mean, people, I said there was controversies about other stuff that we won't get into today, but, um, yeah, I think people really enjoyed not having a host. <laughs> I think not only that, before, like, we didn't feel like we were represented, because, of course, Oscar's so white, that's what it was, white person after white person winning, yep. but this time, it's like, wow, they're actually appreciating and giving awards to people who mm-hmm. wouldn't normally even be nominated so. actually i do want to talk about one thing okay what about the oscars well now that you've said that though 
without any hosts and stuff how did you feel about like all the you know the transition acts and stuff like how there was like musical performances and stuff did you see bradley cooper's and lady gaga yeah they're steamy i was like are they gonna sleep together are they sleeping together i'm like she wants that d the way she was looking at him i'm like i think he wants it just i yeah i think they want each other i was like i was waiting for them to just like forget that people were in the room and start ripping each other's clothes off yeah they were they so... probably did after the oscars it was so know. hot he's married his wife was there she was rooting him on too but it was just funny because they gave out such a they gave a pretty good uh i guess that shows her good actors yeah good act- but then again who knows maybe they're in a three-way relationship the way uh, things are she's nowadays engaged too i think she called it off she called said. it she did call it off but she was engaged too. that's why I don't think it's cool. <laughs> and not only that, but she she uh, was interviewed on the Jimmy Kimmel show, mm-hmm. and she gave like the biggest eye roll to that. She was so. Oh, someone said that she's probably used to people like okay, yeah. like can we. But move she's on to like she's else? like we're flattered, you know, we're performers, and like I'm glad that you think we did such a good job that it looked real. But no, <laughs> she was like very. I guess I just. I love her though. She's really she funny. Is. Yeah, she's she's a she's a funny lady. Well, um. Also, uh, if anyone's checked out uh, Jordan Peele's Us trailer, a uh, new movie coming out, if you haven't, check that shit out. Makes yeah, creepy. creepy as fuck. Like, it's I so I think it's going to be even better than Get Out, and Get Out was really good. Yeah, Get Out was... I did not expect that to be as good as it was. Not because I wish I we could have recorded that whole thing when yeah. we watched it, because we had a lot of commentary. That was funny, <laughs> that yeah. That was really funny. That was really funny, but... I did. I honestly like. Did you think that it was gonna be as terrifying as it was? Because remember, I figured it out. I say like, I think this. Remember, I told you. Yeah, you did figure it out. But I'm saying like I didn't because think it, was it was Jordan be... Peele and he's usually doing comedy. I was like, holy cow, this guy like he's funny. Like he's like he's he's funny and he was still able to pull off like a really chilling movie that also had yeah thriller yeah yeah because it's like that could really happen now i'm just like looking at white people all the time like i'm not taking tea from you don't i got my own tea like don't even offer me nothing yeah also oh yeah you don't want you don't want them around. or baked goods i don't want nothing from the white people i don't know what they're doing <laughs> yeah so that that but that like we were saying earlier um ali j and i were having a discussion about uh jordan peele and we're kind of excited to see where he's taking his you know his career now like i think he has a vision and i think he's he's out to he's out to make a big name for himself like not just tv personality anymore but like you know setting putting his name out there as a director and a prestigious director at that like you know this us movie it had it's got a good cast i'm i'm think i'm feeling really excited about not that only one. that like i feel like a lot of black directors that we know they kind of have like a genre of movies that they do but i don't really know of any black directors that do kind of like horror uh thriller movies mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool point. to have yeah. someone in that lane because it's like when you see scary movies it's all white people normally so yeah. it's cool to see like a predominantly black cast and to see like from their perspective like yeah we get scared too and, and you they're know, not have... dying first right mm-hmm. exactly that's really nice yeah so because you know the black director's looking out for you and they're living a normal life because so were the other you know in uh get out they were also very much like you know like it was a a young couple just road tripping to meet his girlfriend's parents. Yeah, and this that's one true. looks like they're, you know, a family out to vacation. Cause you know he it gets old when they use the same, you know, plot over and over. It was again stuff we the, hadn't seen before. Yeah, and that was just like it, it's good. Yeah, 
Yeah, so uh, with that, we're moving on to our next section, uh, which is our segment, I should say, um, what we're watching. Alicia, tell us what you're watching. Um, I'm watching this show called Boomerang. Um, some of you guys might have know, know the movie from the 90s that starred uh, Eddie Murphy and Halle Berry. So this is supposed to be the next generation. It's actually supposed to be um, their child and then her friends uh, who work at an ad agency and just them dealing with things like social media and trying to brand stuff for people of color. I don't know, it's just really cool to see like the modern version um, and it's cool that they're adapting a film into a TV show. I think I think it's pretty cool because it's something that um, people can watch with their kids. Like I could watch it with my dad because he grew up with Boomerang and then now I'm growing up with this TV show. Yeah. So I don't know, I think it's really cool to see people of color that are not typecast like they're all successful and they're all doing different things and Mm -hmm. it shows that black people are not just a certain way and they're all different yeah it's kind of cool yeah that's exciting that's yeah um i recently have been on a on a roller coaster of uh documentaries (laughs) so recently i watched um the studio four documentary on netflix and i was just about this crazy nightclub in manhattan and like all this crazy shit that went down and it's pretty interesting and the other one was about uh joan didion she was like a 60s journalist Mm -hmm. and um that one was very that was a very good uh that one was mostly sad without giving too much away but this woman had like you know she had she had an exciting life and she was apparently like i I, honestly like i had heard of her like i've read maybe one of her essays but i wasn't too familiar with her personal life or what she did before when she was younger and um just to read about a lot of the things that she did and like she worked for vogue and you know other literary mag well vogue isn't a literary magazine but she's worked for other um you know notable uh publications and um she she just it talks about her and her husband and her daughter and like just some of the stuff that she had to deal with and honestly behind the scenes stuff that you would yeah know behind about. but she also lived a fucking crazy life man like she partied with all these people from like the 60s and stuff like this bitch like she knew how to get down so <laughs> she was living her best life she was living her best life but uh yeah so that was that was an interesting watch i have a few others on my watch list right now um one of them being uh one about nina simone so i'm excited to uh to watch that one too so that one's that one's the next i think my mom likes her yeah yeah i'm excited to see that well guys with that uh we're gonna go ahead and dive into the the meat meat and potatoes (laughs) that is just the thing that 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 term just stuck yes it's never gonna go back it's never gonna be anything else it's gonna be the meat and potatoes for the rest of our lives so the meat and potatoes you guys so um we're we were really excited to record this episode we actually planned it a few months back um but being that there was you know award season was you know up and coming like we felt it more appropriate to just wait on this one but like we've said in the past like our mission is to shine a light on people of color and like their contributions in well contributions specifically to cinema and whether it's in a role or a creative contribution such as writing directing cinematography costume set design um we're kind of we're proudly we're very proud to introduce our first episode of actor profiles so we're gonna be telling you we're gonna pick once in a blue moon like i said depending on the I shouldn't say once in a blue moon, but we will be picking actors, directors, um, you know, cinematographers, costume and set designers, you know, we'll 
tell you about their lives and their contributions to cinema. So with that, Alicia, will you take the rain? Who are you shining the light on today? Um, the actress I'm shining a light on, her name is Nora Lung. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys are like, who the heck is that? She's better known as uh, Aquafina. Aquafina. That's her stage name. Um, she was born June 2nd, 1988. She's a rapper and an actress. I did not know that. She was a yeah, rapper. Yeah, that's how she started, actually, was um, rapping. Wow, I did not yeah. know that. Okay. Um, so she changed her name or started adopting the name of Aquafina at the age of 15 uh, because she said... It just fit because I was awkward. Like, I'm awkward, so I had to have the name, Aw- like, Aw- some part of awkward in, in my name. Because it just fits. <laughs> so that's why she came up. Because if her name is spelled A-W-K-W-A-F-I-N-A. So you can hear, like, the first part That's is aw- really funny, awkward. yeah. Um, so she um, grew up in Queens and bo- was born in New York. Uh, she started off, like, her first breakout film was Neighbors 2. And um, she's released two studio albums. The first one she released was Yellow Ranger. That's when she first kind of got her um, her start. She was uh, she her song like that helped her gain popularity is called My Vag, mm. and it was a response to Mickey Avalon's My Dick. What? Uh, so it got over three million views on YouTube. So then I think that's, like, the buzz of YouTube is how people started to get to know her. Yeah. Um, and then from there... Wait, really quick, have you heard it? Yeah, of course. Is it good? It's funny. It's really... She's hilarious. Like, she should be a comedian, like... Because um, after I watched... Because she's in Ocean's 8. Yeah. After I saw her in that, I was like, who is this girl? And so, of course, I Googled her because I can't live without Google. And then that came up. And I'm like, my badge. Okay, I, I, I'm intrigued. That is so it. funny. It's, it's I have really to. Funny. I'm adding this to my watch list. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so pretty much, she uh, did Girl Code for a little bit. She was one of the co-hosts on that, and I guess she got more visibility. And then um, in 2018, she was in Ocean's Eight, which was really cool because it was like um, a sequel to all the Ocean's Eleven movies. Mm-hmm. But it was a cool perspective because it was an all-female cast. Um, and then she was also in Crazy. Uh, rich Asians which was an all Asian cast which was really cool yeah. so she kind of got to be part of two important films as yeah, far as notable. yeah making I don't know making a wave for women and then for minorities because it's very rare that you'll see um, an all Asian cast, cast unless it's about like what martial arts or something like mm-hmm. that but this one showed them okay they're regular just like everyone else this is the life Living that they have lives. yeah and this is the struggles that they deal with so it's kind of cool um let's see she's also um hosted snl she was a guest star on there and she's actually this only the second asian american woman to host snl lucy Liu was the first oh wow that's very interesting yeah and it's been on uh 44 seasons and she's only the second asian person or i should say second asian woman to host so I'm like, yeah, we need to... Uh, we need to change that. Yeah, for sure. I love that show, but... Mm, I actually do not watch that. I've never watched it. Really? Yeah, I I used to watch it all the time with my dad, and now I'm like trying to get back to it because I forgot how funny it, oh. it was. Um, she's actually a trumpet player. What? Yeah, she's... And that speaks to your inner geek. Huh? Yeah, because I, <laughs> she's... I was in band, and I, I played a couple instruments. Um, she's trained in classical and jazz. 
which I thought was cool. What? That's really yeah, that is really dope. Um, you're like this. Okay. She majored in journalism. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, and um, and women's studies at State University of New York what? at Albany. That is. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I, two things have already blown me away. Not so much the trumpet playing, but the fact that she was a rapper. I had no idea. And then she went to school for journalism. I wonder what brought her to, like, acting. And, um, I mean, you said she's funny, so she's... She's really funny. Yeah, I'm gonna have to... They probably, like, scouted her, because they're probably like, this girl's funny. She would be good in these movies, you know? Yeah, like, she'd be a good fit. Um, she said her early influences are Charles Bukowski. Oh, yeah. He's uh, a writer. Joan... Diddy on? Oh, that's who I was Yeah, that's what I was like. I thought you just yeah. said that. Okay, um, Anna's Nin, uh, Tom Waits, and Shep Baker. I don't know who a lot of these people are, so now I feel like I have to do, oh. do work, do some research. I don't know who Tom Waits is or Shep Baker. Anna's Nin sounds familiar, but okay. Bukowski's um, a writer, too. Though. She collaborated with comedian Margaret Cho, um, and it was like a on a song called Green Tea, and it was a song poking fun at um, Asian stereotypes, oh, which is nice. cool. Yeah. Uh, she's able to make fun of herself, and um, she's actually a big activist, which I thought was cool, because I didn't know. Oh, wow, um, I didn't know that either. She, por- she supports something called Time's Up, and it's a movement um, started by Hollywood celebrities against sexual harassment. Nice. Um, she also advocated the need for more female directors and against the stereotyping of Asians in media. So she rejects roles that require accents. I love it. Yeah, yeah. because she's like, I'm not going to feed into what your stereotype of us is. Yes, that's awesome. I'm actually giving this a clap. That's awesome. I and love that. Here's your answer. Before she started acting, before she landed Crazy Rich Asians, she was working at a vegan bodega. So she was just like working what? at a... Yeah. She like, gives so, us I hope, mean, man. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why you have to be nice to people and get your autographs when you can because when people are like, I'm going to be famous, you yeah, never know they you could You never be. know they probably will be Mm -hmm. um so her goals are she wants to play something that's not necessarily meant for an asian or for a woman Mm, which i think is cool because she doesn't want to be in that typecast of okay we need you because of this she just wants to be picked because she's the best candidate for the role the best submission i guess hey i like that because her role in oceans eight was like that like she was supposed to be like this super you know witty like pickpocketer like that doesn't really those roles don't go to women no they you don't then they don't go to asian women like i've never i love that that's true so maybe that's why she accepted that role and i think it's different too because even if they do have women as like stealing stuff it's like all oh, they're conning people by sleeping with them yeah or they're using their sexuality but she didn't use that no so that was kind of cool they kind of flipped it on its head um She's actually in the process of developing an autobiography um, with Comedy Central. And there was a few uh, quotes that I was able to find that I wanted to share. Um, one is, she says, we're not desperate for roles anymore. This movie is going to say we're not sheep. And if a role sucks, then we're not going to do it. Good. And then also, um, she's talking about, the other quote is, time's up and it's about time. No more bullshit characters for women, especially Asian American women. Don't piss off whole communities of people. Yeah, hell yeah. So, I mean, her words are pretty powerful as far as... Um, when you look at her, you're just like, okay, she's just some person. But to actually, like, do the research on her and, and to find out, like, she's an activist and she's trying to change things is really cool because... Yes. I feel like a lot of actors, especially people that are just getting into the industry, will take whatever role um, is offered to them just because they want to 
be they seen. Get, yep. But the fact that she's turning down roles that require an accent or that she doesn't feel is goes with her brand is is kind of cool because it's like she's not um they can't just pair off with money she's like no you know my my, yeah, it's my worth is more yeah. than that yeah so right i don't know i think it's cool no yeah that was so interesting to learn i had no idea like i said i had only seen her for the first time in oceans eight so that's where i saw her and i was like she's funny you know i liked her there and she was you know she's I, I like that she talked really fast and she's you know like she obviously she was obviously quick on her feet but um i i still need to see crazy rich asian so i'm oh i'm excited God, to love see it that. yeah I, I know i will I, I honestly don't I, it's literally the lack of time like movies just keep piling up i just it's, didn't like her hair in that movie but i think she was supposed to be weird oh okay. but it was kind of cool to see her transform <laughs> because uh she looks so different you know and it's yeah. kind of cool to see her shape shift uh into these different characters and i mean like i said she's She's a rapper, but I feel like if you listen to her songs, they're, like, comedic. And um, I don't know. I just, I really like her. I can't wait to see where her career is going to go. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see. And I'm definitely going to look up The Vag as soon as. You have to. That's our plug today, you guys. Check out The Vag by Aquafina. Okay, you won't be disappointed. Okay, thanks, Alicia. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. That was actually very, that was very interesting. Not actually, that was very interesting. And she's only 5'1", and she's so... She's so tiny. Yeah, she's tiny, but she's making yeah, an impression. Five, yeah, I'm a whole five inches taller. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think she would make. I'm only five two, but I, at least when I'm around her, I'd probably feel a little, a little bit, bit taller. taller. Yeah. yeah. Well, with that, I'm going to be talking about a name that's been creating a lot of buzz lately in the media, and um from you know with the oscars um so i'm gonna be talking about yalitza paricio uh she's the woman that was uh in roma she was she played the role of cleo um yalitza was born in december on december 11th 1993 she's actually only 25 oh, years yeah, old she's young she's a baby i'm older than her makes you feel older i was gonna stuff. say you're a baby too <laughs> well i'm older than her <laughs> yeah but she was uh born in oaxaca mexico um, she obviously made her debut on film as her role in her role as Cleo in Roma for the well, it was actually an academy winning film now, yeah. You can say that, yeah. I can say officially that. say that, yeah. Directed by Alfonso Cuaron, um, Yalita was nominated um, for an Oscar or she received an Oscar nomination for Best Actress for this role, and she was the first indigenous woman of the Americas for some reason it had to specify that to be nominated for an award so that was a pretty big deal That's too crazy. yeah i think i believe she was the second mexican woman to be nominated for um an oscar the first one was salma hayek and and frida yeah she was really good in that role yeah so she that was something that was That's pretty notable yeah so her family is of indigenous descent her father is uh, mixtec and her mother is triki um her native well for the film apparently though she actually because she didn't speak their native tongue Mm -hmm. so she actually had to learn it for the movie because in the film they do a little bit of you know talking between the two maids and um she had to learn it for that just specifically for that role and um she was actually yarita there's i mean there's not a lot about her because this is technically like i said her debut film but she created a lot of buzz for many reasons one her oscar nomination created a lot of a lot of um haters yes <laughs> it brought out honestly the worst in a lot of people and unfortunately it's sad to say that it brought out the worst in a lot of mexican people um well she was actually 
she wasn't a trained actor um she was actually working on her second degree um when she she was very smart yeah she was working on her second degree the first one i think she got in child development the second one she was getting to actually teach and um well i guess her pregnant sister had asked her to like she had heard about this open casting happening in their town which apparently isn't very common so her pregnant sister asked her she said please check out this audition go tell me go audition and just tell me what it's like and yarita agreed to it she said okay you know like i'll show up and sure enough she got a call back she got the role which is incredible yeah so you know it's an incredible story like it's honestly like something that it almost sounds now i don't want to say a cinderella story because cinderella didn't work for her shit but like honestly like (laughs) yalita she put on a performance whether or not we like you know whether or not people care for her being trained or not as a professional actor like she still made that film you know Mm -hmm. she still was the person she was still the person that got that that you know starred in it that 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 led this story to be what it was you know so with that unfortunately um it brought out a lot of nasty issues in mexico um people had a huge problem with her nomination including um a group of women you know how like in mexico um telenovelas you know like yeah they're, they're very popular there so it was like a bunch of women from like tel- telenovela actresses they never get nominated for real roles anyways you know what i mean like yeah. tel- everyone knows that telenovelas aren't no one's claiming that they're you know tremendous actresses they're supposed to overact and be yeah like it's tv you know what i mean but apparently there's a group of women that i won't even bother mentioning their names because to me they're not worth mentioning i mean someone that would do something so hateful but in mexico i guess uh equivalent to an oscar there's an award called the ariel and um or the ariel and it's supposed to be one of the most prestigious acting awards and they were actually forming a committee to try to get her banned from this award which is ridiculous so that must show how much she really deserves it because if she wasn't good you wouldn't care because you'd be like she's not gonna win anyway yeah but they must have been threatened and afraid that she might be nominated or win right exactly so with that though i think it brought up a lot of issues um one what like think about it in my mind i was i was telling myself this like think about this like how many breakout actors have we seen in the past but that have you know broken out in like you know some sort of film or whatever some independent film just like roma was right and or roma is and um you know they're nominated for these big awards but nobody really says anything no one's ever had an issue with them yeah because they've been you know white mexican actors right because i mean that exists there are white mexican actors you know full-on blue-eyed you know alfonso cuaron i don't know if you saw him alicia yeah. she's an actor he's very light-skinned i mean sure he's mexican and it's a celebration to us that he won something but at the end of the day like there's privilege in that there's because well, yeah in i wouldn't color unless i heard him speak because he has an accent and stuff yeah. i wouldn't necessarily know that he i was wouldn't Hispanic. have known either or the man that presented the award to him mm-hmm. guillermo del toro He's white as can be. Blue eyes, right? Green eyes or something. Yeah. Pink almost. So it's like one of those things that it's like it makes you... um, Like to me it brings out the fact that people do not like brown people succeeding. Or they do not like seeing brown people. A lot of the comments that when I was doing my research and stuff, unfortunately a lot of it was very hateful. And it was very nasty. And it was mostly about, you know, her not actually being beautiful. Her not being because she had a wide nose. What does that have to do with her acting skills? 
people didn't like the fact that she was on, you know, Yalitza's getting, like I said, the opportunity of a lifetime here. She's on prestigious magazines. She was on the cover of Vogue Mexico. Um, A couple of very notable publications in Mexico also featured her on the cover. And a lot of people had a really big problem with that. But again, I think it stems from the problem and the issues that we have seeing brown people or brown indigenous people black people on screen i think it's because they don't consider us beautiful so when they see us it's like what she she doesn't deserve to be there she's not attractive but that's because that's what their idea of attractiveness is exactly and for a while like i think we've talked about this too and it brings up another point was lupita nyongo um Mm -hmm. you know she i I, i've told you she's mexican right for a while i know that oh yeah no you did tell me yeah, yeah, she was born in Mexico, and Mexico wasn't claiming her. Like, I mean, the people, publications weren't claiming her as Mexican, right? Because I, I think she moved. I'm not necessarily, I'm a little fuzzy on the details about that. But it wasn't until she won some prestigious award that everybody was like, oh, yeah, she's Mexican. She's Mexican. I'm like, oh, now she's Mexican. Now that you realize that every the rest of the world finds her beautiful, then now you want to jump on this bandwagon of, of stuff, right? But people make it a big deal about her, too, because she has short hair, mm-hmm. and that's not normally considered beautiful in a woman, no, and she's, she's Dark, she's really dark and so yeah i definitely get that but they need to wake up because times are changing yeah and beauty are standards changing. are definitely changing yes well with that yalita was getting a ton of hate um for being like who she was and you know people were making fun of her um to the point where i mean i, I think we touched on I, mexico's eurocentric beauty standards that they expect people to look spanish and white with white features and brown faces with wide noses aren't acceptable to them to yeah. a lot of the you know to the i don't want to say the culture but it's a problem that they face and we see it daily we see it in their novelas like i said the novelas are really big there you won't catch actresses that look like yalitza being the star like the protagonist they'll mm-hmm. be a maid in the background you know there'll be something and with that actually another point that i brought up that was very disappointing to me because i grew up watching telenovelas with my mom it was something that we just did like as as the night ended after we were done washing the dishes after dinner like that was one thing we would all do sit down together watch a novella and there was an actor that i used to watch growing up on screen any of you that listen that watch novelas uh his name was sergio goiti and he was like kind of like a big deal like he he was he he was like a protagonist to a lot of novellas mm-hmm. and um i always liked him matter of fact my mom and i met him at uh like a he got like the key to the city at, at huntington park in oh, la and my cool. mom had gone over there and like we actually got to meet him but uh anyways i really liked him recently a video surfaced of him having a private dinner conversation with a bunch of people whatnot and he's making fun of yalitza about how she he called her a fucking indian in this in this video telling her up like oh like she's getting nominated for being you know for just saying yes or no sir and like he made this funny accent and like it was mm-hmm. supposedly you know and it's one of those things like i said it's all this stuff resurfacing and i think it goes back to mexico's rooted hate of brown people and indigenous people you know so and recently to add on top of that there was also like a brown face scandal with this other piece of shit lady that you're not even gonna believe when i tell you this story she did this like brown i i don't even know what the fuck she does dude like i've never heard of her in my life but apparently she's like kind of famous comic i don't even know and she did this skit where she would she went in brown face added like a 
bunch of like props to like you know cosmetics to her mm-hmm. nose to make it appear wider and she was making it was like a skit on roma i guess and she was making fun of her obviously she got a bunch of backlash over it and instead of saying hey you know what like a normal fucking human being this bitch has the goddamn audacity to say hey i don't discriminate i also do blackface too and she posted they, a goddamn video no <laughs> they that. have not fucking learned and the worst thing is I don't feel like if the U.S. is behind, and I'm and I'm sad to say this because I, I obviously I am Mexican American. I I love my culture, but one thing that is very certain is that they're 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 behind on that too. They're very behind on that. They're very much hand in hand with the U.S. when it comes to discrimination of people of color and people indigenous people, dark skin colored people. Like a lot of the people were like, I don't understand what the big deal is, and it's like in Spanish, and I'm like, bitch, what the fuck, like we don't. Fuck? Like, that's not normal. But, yeah, she posted a video of all of the brown and black faces she had done in the past. Well, she was, it was something she was bragging about, and she was happy about yeah, it. Like, yeah. Let me pull out my portfolio and show you all my wonderful work. Yeah, all about how racist I really am. So, But she didn't fucking get it. Like, in and her mind. And then other people didn't get it either. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. Well, like, what do I understand? She's, it's just comedy. No, bitch, it's not. It's interesting to, to see that, though, because I feel like a lot of times, um, you know, living in america we don't think like oh yeah it only happens here but to see like okay it's happening other places and most cultures have to deal with the colorism like if you're darker you're not as good so it's interesting to hear it from this perspective because it's like you wouldn't think that it was going on there but it it, i mean it's pretty bad because people are racist they don't like us anyway but then to not like your own people it's like we already have enough people attacking us yeah we should be like all getting along like yeah we don't have time to beat each other up when other people are already beating us down yeah it's exactly and a lot of i mean it is sad to say but i feel like yalita was getting more praise from like um you know other people like other like more renowned actors and stuff more people that had you know people that were more famous i want to say and then people from her own community well it's gonna change because in a few years when she starts getting more movies and more recognition, then, like you said, they're going to try to claim her and be like, oh, we've always loved her. Like, mm-hmm. we're proud of her. And it's like, they don't want to claim you until they feel like you're good enough. Yeah, Instead exactly. of just backing her from the beginning. Yeah. So with that, though, I kind of wanted to... Um, the reason why I added all these controversies, and it wasn't just to take away from Yalitza's story, but it was kind of to add that, you know, she was juggling the stress of being nominated. Like, her whole life changed, ups, you know, upside down entirely mm-hmm. within the, you know, the months that the movie came out. So, I mean, it was just a lot for her. I know that she's 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 seen a lot of this you know she's responded to a lot of this backlash and you know of course she's very poised and grace and uh graceful and she hasn't you know of course she hasn't said what i would have said because you know, it's just scary because she's new so what's to stop her to be like you know what it's not even worth it i'll go back to trying to get my degree so i can teach and i don't know she shouldn't have to stop though man get her money but i feel like, like that's what they're trying to do they're trying yeah. to discourage her yeah and it, i mean she has to be a strong person because i feel like someone who wasn't as strong would have just like gave up and would have just retired but the fact that she's still like pushing on says yeah. a lot about who she is exactly so that with that like i think you know wherever she is I like I hope that she she knows that she's still admired admired and I know that she has a lot of support from you know the indigenous community and she's inspiring brown girls everywhere and, and she's beautiful because I mean I I mean from what I could tell it didn't seem like she was wearing makeup in the movie like she was all natural yeah and it was just like look this girl is beautiful 
not everyone has to wear like 10 layers of makeup to be pretty because she was just supposed to be just like the help and she was just you know her hair yeah. until very minimal but she was still really beautiful yeah beautiful and again she's representing a lot of women all over the world you know that don't feel seen don't feel seen on you know in the movies on magazine covers like vogue that's the first time i had ever seen a face like hers you know mm -hmm. so that to her i think that was very groundbreaking and i hope to see more of her in the future i hope to see more roles and i hope that she gets roles worthy of of who she is she's already demonstrated a tough task i think like if people Honestly, like, I don't think that she would have been nominated, not just for the Oscars, but, like, in general, for all of the awards she was nominated for, you know, like, if she wasn't a good, or she didn't, if they didn't see that potential in And her. I think so, too, because she has that range, because I wasn't, when I, you know, when I heard about this movie, I'm like, okay, but then it wasn't your typical movie, because there's not a lot of dialogue, so her facial expressions and her yes. body language had to really carry yes. it. Yes. So that's, I mean... You See, you understood good... the movie, though. Yeah. A lot of people did not fucking get that. <laughs> you can be a good actor, like, if you have all these lines to read. I think it's harder when there's not any words spoken and you have to speak, you have to use your other... Expressions. Yeah. And when she was left at the movie theater, and when she goes back to that place to find him, like, it you shows know, a, when it she's shows a lot. crying. Yeah, dude. Her range she... is great because it's like... She is great. There's no words, but you can feel all the emotion just based on, you know, her body language and everything exactly. like that. So I think she did a really good job. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, well, guys, uh, with that, um, I actually wanted to speak about something like I know we already went over the movie news, but just because you mentioned oh, Roma, yeah. um, there was something recently with Steven Spielberg. And um, I guess he was I like him a lot, but he was kind of hating because Roma did so well. And it's a Netflix original. And he oh, was kind of like saying, yeah, those movies shouldn't be a part of the Oscars. So he's like trying to fight now. He's going to bring the petition to the the board um, Academy Board trying to say that. Spielberg could Netflix, yeah, Netflix movies should be categorized as television movies because it's not the same. And I'm like, oh, obviously, they're scaring you a little bit because if you weren't worried, then you wouldn't be doing this. No, I don't. I don't think that's right because I think Netflix is providing. Honestly, they're they're killing it lately because they've been doing just that. They're making a platform with, you know, they're providing a platform for people of color, like actors of color, like. Honestly, like, I haven't seen so many black, brown faces, like, on TV, like, in such a long time. And it's refreshing to see all of these new movies coming out, like, all these new adaptions of other of books and, you know, well, just in general. Oh, well, actually, no, TV, too, because, like, you know, she's got to have it, right? Or she, yes. Yeah, like, there's been so many different takes. And there are white people. Yeah, dear white people. I mean, no, like, fuck. I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with it either, but I, I think it's funny because I think he feels a he little feels bit threatened. threatened. But I think it's fine because, like, not everyone wants to go to the movie theater and not everyone can afford to. So mm -hmm. why shouldn't they be able to see a movie from their home? And a lot of these movies are really good. And like you said, they wouldn't they wouldn't play them in a mainstream film or they would be independent films that would be in, like, two theaters in California or two theaters you know in each state so it's kind of cool now that these are getting a broader audience and people get to see these movies i think mm -hmm. he's just hating because he's afraid that they're going to take over and, and netflix is going to be the new go-to place for movies yeah i i agree i agree he's feeling a little he needs scared. to get yeah he's scared but he needs to get with the times because times are changing times are changing my mm -hmm. friend nice all right so our last section you guys the Cassidy. I got a laundry list. Okay. It was kind of funny because, okay, we're in March now, but last month was Black History Month, and I feel like these people really tried it <laughs> with us. Like, dang, can you, I mean, you're racist. 
you know, 365, can you at least give us a month without yeah. doing something stupid? Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people, unfortunately, like, spend their money on these brand, these big brands, these designers for the labels. And it's like, but they don't even like you. And you're giving money to people who don't like you, don't like black people, who don't like brown people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, with Gucci, they came out with this turtleneck that you put, I guess... You put above your neck and kind of like below your mouth. Yeah. And it's, but it's well, like it goes over your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a hole and it goes I do over your mouth that, yeah. and it looks like a monkey. So I was like, okay. But they're like, oh, no, it's not racist. I'm like, how is that not racist? Because it looks like blackface. And then it had the red lips. And right? then it had the big red lips, which is what they used to do back in the day um, when they would portray black people like big lips with the watermelon and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I thought we've learned from that. And then you're giving all your money to people who are doing this. And then with Prada, they came out with a little keychain that looked like a monkey. And they're like, oh no, it's not racist. Like, it, this is just like indigenous, but it looks like a little, little monkey. And then I've had enough of this shit. The, just... the kicker is Adidas. I love Adidas. What? But don't tell me. I know. What did they do? So they came out with a special shoe for Black History Month. Okay, it's um, it's an all white shoe made out of cotton, and the name is Unchained. What? You're kidding? No, I'm completely serious. I never, I they pulled it because they got so much controversy. They pulled the shoe, but it was a white shoe in honor of Black History Month this year, 2019. All white shoe, cotton shoe. And it was the name of the shoe was un, Unchained. I'm shook right now. Yeah, I was like, what? Like, how did this? Who proves this? Do they not have any black people? That's what on we're their saying. Team? That's a problem because there's no way this should have gotten to the public because someone should have stopped them and said, hey, this is racist. But the thing is, they don't have enough people of color on their boards to say, on their this team, is, yeah. yeah, to say this is not right. I mean, aren't all, te- aren't all like companies supposed to have a token black person? You need to have a token black black or brown person for this very reason to tell you, hey, like, this is not okay. Because I don't understand how it got, they have to do so much testing and it has to go through so many levels. I was going to say that, like, no one's, I mean, I'm pretty sure that, like, Adidas doesn't just launch a shoe. Like, I'm pretty sure it has to get approved on on multiple levels. And not one fucking person said, hey, maybe, like. Maybe, maybe let's not, not do that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe let's do something different. You know, maybe we give black people 50% off or something. Like and the crazy thing <laughs> was, it was a nice shoe. It would yeah. like, if they would have just sold the shoe as, as is, no yeah. one would care. But the fact that it's all white cotton and then you name it unchained, that's the issue. But if you would have just marketed it, oh, this and is the black. I'm sorry, but how much was the shoe? I, I'm curious. I don't even know. know. I didn't see. Well, I mean, typically Adidas shoes are, they run anywhere from 60 to 180 bucks. You know what I mean? Well, I'm so, pretty sure it was probably on the higher end because it's Black History Month. So oh, it was like probably a special edition. Yeah, like a edition. limited edition. So mm-hmm. it was like a $500 shoe. Yeah. God damn it. But they pulled it right after because people were like, they got so much backlash that they, they pulled it. But it's just yeah. like the point of who would buy those shoes? Like, I would never... I love Adidas, but I wouldn't be walking around like, oh, yeah, these are my shoes unchained. Like, I'm breaking free. Like, what? Yeah, what the fuck? Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> the caucasity. The oh. caucasity. I I actually just got back um, from seeing um, a very famous activist. And her name is Jane Elliott. She's made a lot of... Um, she's she's made, created a lot of buzz on the internet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was... 
um, I'm not going to say the Caucasian, this is the Caucasian, but it was something that she said that I think kind of sums up a lot of the Caucasian points. <laughs> but uh, she she said something, um, she brought up a, a, a black woman and a, a white man up to the stage with her. And um, she had asked the white man, she's like, is your is the color of your skin important to you? And he says, yes. He's like, um, has it created any problems for you? And then he said, no. And then he's like, do you feel like you have power because of your skin? And he said, honestly, yes. You know, he's a student, too. He's young. Yeah. And um, she goes to the girl, and she's like, oh, uh, is your skin important to you? She says, yes. And she's like, has it caused any problems for you? And the girl says, yes. And then she turns to her, and she says, no, it has not. Your skin is not the problem. She's like, don't try to justify white people because they're ignorant. <laughs> I was like, what? So she shut everybody started clapping because she basically said it's like us saying that our skin is the problem is is giving white people a free pass and saying oh no it's we're it's, it's i'm the, the problem, problem. Yeah, yeah we're not the problem our skin's not the problem and she said your skin is black and it's beautiful and your skin should never be the problem and you should never try to justify it or say that it's a problem it's their ignorance that it is a problem that's and very it's like, powerful it was very powerful like i was i was like oh my god because we're like, taking away like we're adding shame i never to thought about that yeah and taking away the blame from the people that it belongs to right exactly exactly what she said and it's like whenever we think we're being treated badly it's not because we're you know we're mexican or we're black you know it's it's because they're ignorant and we need to stop saying we need to stop treating it like that's not the problem because it is the problem it's their ignorance and until they learn to accommodate or not comedy but until they learn to live with other people of color i mean they're gonna they're it's obviously they're the issue and they're gonna have to fix it i agree with that because when you think about it like if you're raised by parents who love you regardless of what you look like they're gonna tell you you're beautiful uh-huh. and you're perfect the way you are the only time issues come into play where you think that that's not true is when you start going to school with other people who look different and they tell you that you're not beautiful the way you are so that mm-hmm. kind of just goes back to it because when you didn't know anyone else you thought you were perfect until someone told you, you until someone you, were, you weren't but it didn't change you're still perfect you're just allowing someone else's opinion to and dictate how you feel and there shouldn't the be problem, that way a... yeah you're not the problem yeah it's so them. i thought that was very powerful and i thought it would be a good point to be so That's the caucasity great. was that it's never our skin you guys it's always there <laughs> it's always their ignorance always 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 let's not take the blame of who it really belongs to our skin is never especially when it's not something we can control, control. exactly well she brought that up too she's like we know that our skin because like she brought like they were both obviously very different in height and like mm-hmm. the white guy was very tall and the the black girl was very petite and um and she was short and um he's like what's the first thing you notice and everyone's like they're high and she's like you all failed the fucking test oh my God. <laughs> she was like this really old lady she's a hoot man she's a riot Dang. that woman that uh really yeah cool. it was honestly like i wasn't gonna go i'm so glad i went because i i was like i have an hour before you know because i had an appointment at five and i got out at six i was like you know what i have an hour before i'm supposed to meet lej like let me just i'm gonna just run to the school really quick i even parked illegally please don't tell anybody <laughs> I that parked in the 30 so minute cool. parking and I stayed there for an hour. <laughs> but, what a rebel! How dare you? <laughs> I didn't pay for parking. <laughs> but I was like, I really want to see her. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to find a parking on, like, you know, the fucking ass crack of the school. So, and then you would have missed, like, most of the, yeah, the thing. Yeah. So wow. I was excited to see that. So. That sounds really cool. It was. I wish I could have been there. I know. You, and one reason why I didn't tell you was because I know you had an appointment before this, too. So yeah. I was like, I'm not going to 
stress her out with my <laughs> invitations. But that was that was yeah. Next time there's another one or something like I'll let you know so you can come with me because it was very powerful. She touched a lot on a lot of very, very interesting subjects. She gave a few book recommendations too that I'm gonna add to my list. Sweet. Yeah. So with that, you guys, uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, start closing. We just have a few announcements. Um, one, uh, we're very excited to announce a new contest for the month. We will be posting all the details tomorrow so that you can participate. And hopefully, we're going to actually, last time we did a contest, we gave away a $25 gift card to a movie theater of your choice. This month, we're going to do something a little bit different. And instead, we're going to do a gift box. We're not going to tell you exactly what's going in there yet because we're still ourselves figuring it out while you guys uh, join the contest. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that and make sure you follow all the rules just um, because, again, remember that we do these as an incentive. Uh, we are still a growing podcast and we're trying to grow our audience. And we obviously we're not expecting you guys to just spread the word for free. So you're getting something out of it, too. So, yeah, we appreciate um, all the followers and you guys um, liking our comments and our posts on Instagram and connecting with us that way. But the whole reason why we have Instagram is to um promote our podcast which is what we want you to listen to we want you to uh, you know look at our instagram too but the main thing is we want you to listen to our content that we really work hard on so i think these contests are a good way to get you enticed to listen and yeah. then hopefully by listening you'll realize hey this is pretty good I, yeah I think I or so you can tell your friends and then your friends who might have not listened until unless you told them then you know this guy's being such a creep the person next i know I, <laughs> sorry guys. no but yeah we've noticed that word of mouth is the best because um they don't know us so if we tell them hey listen they're gonna be like who are who you who are you yeah but to have it come from a friend who said i actually listened to this and i like it i feel like that's the best type of recommendations we can get yeah so, so if you yeah. like us please just share yeah and um again remember we're on instagram lej our instagram is underscore to real underscore t-o-o-r-e-e-l yeah so please keep uh give us a follow give us some feedback if you have anything that you you know if you like something we said if you didn't like something we said let us know because honestly like we're just two people trying to make it through uh it, there's times that we might say something that might seem insensitive or might not make a lot of sense shoot us a message we'll, we're willing to chat with you and to kind of go on that i i just want people to to know because i know we talk a lot of shit about white people but we don't want you to think that we hate white people because we don't <laughs> i mean <laughs> some of my you know that. some of my like best friends are white it's not that it's just that we love who we are too we love being black and we love being brown and so we want to um, highlight that. And it's not trying to tear the other race down, but it's, we're just trying to shine a light on a lot of the things that are wrong. Yeah. And we're this just very a, blunt about uh, yeah. it. Yeah. All in all, this podcast is rooted from love. Love for our people and love for the contributions and the beautiful, creative, brilliant minds that are out there that don't get enough recognition. But yeah, it's not rooted on anything other than no hate. love. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, and if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us because that kind of, the more you rate us and subscribe and review us, <laughs> the more likely we are to get, to make it to one of the bigger pages so that more people can view us on Apple Podcasts. So, yeah, please um, go ahead and do that. And then with Spotify, you can also share. So, if you're listening yeah. to an episode that you love, you can share that episode directly um, and you can send it through Instagram, you can send it through a text message. So, it's very easy. It takes less like five seconds to go ahead and share if you're really digging it 
Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Ellie J. So with that, you guys, bye. Bye.